0: Be encouraged by the bishop. This is a special edition of the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, featuring a conversation with Indiana area Bishop Julius Trimble, who in the light of the coronavirus pandemic wants to speak an encouraging word to United Methodists in Indiana and beyond.
1: We are really learning on on uh, in real time what it means for us to be uh, be the church and, and to experience community when we've been separate when we will be separated maybe for some extended period of time.
2: Welcome to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The United Methodist People podcast helps clergy and church leaders connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from the people making a difference in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. And now, here's Brad.
0: Hello, good people. Welcome to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, where it is our purpose, it is our intent to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in order to achieve our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Certainly, our connection is being challenged right now with the onset of the coronavirus, which is a pandemic which has caused incredible upheaval in our entire world order. Our politics are turned upside down, our economic systems are turned upside down, certainly our medical systems are being challenged, and indeed, in some ways, our faith is being challenged. Among the things that have happened, is many of our United Methodist churches have been closed for public worship, and we need to respond to that. We're fortunate to have Bishop Julius Trimble, who is coming forward to share with us some encouraging words today. I've been privileged to know Bishop Trimble for some time. We went to school together in seminary, and he has always been an encouraging person. In fact, one of his themes in life is to be encouraged. Certainly, that is the message he wants to bring to us right now, as we have this special edition of the United Methodist People podcast called Be Encouraged by the Bishop. We intended this to be a weekly podcast to be published each Tuesday during the extent of this uh, crisis and beyond. And certainly the bishop would like to hear from you. For future episodes, the bishop may very well be responding to your email questions. You can email your questions into serena.acker at inumc.org or to me, brad.miller at inumc.org as well. Just for your own uh, understanding, you can also catch detailed connections to links regarding our conversation at com, and at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. These are the connections that you can have, and let's remain connected one to another. It's a privilege to be with you and to share with you now some good and encouraging words from Bishop Julius Trimble. Bishop Julius Trimble, who's been... Our Bishop of Indiana since 2016 is here to share with us a little bit today about some encouraging words that he has for us in some trying times. And Bishop, these indeed are some of the most trying times we have ever experienced, just to set the context a little bit. We are recording this on March 23rd. The coronavirus is spreading rapidly throughout the country and the world we have uh, hospitals that are being challenged. We have our, have our businesses, which are being uh, being shut down. And uh, among the other things we have going on is a week or so ago, you issued a request that all of our United Methodist churches in Indiana be uh, closed for public worship uh, for the next four weeks. We live in confusing and somewhat discouraging times, uh, Bishop. Uh, how, can, how can we frame this in the gospel light here? Tell us a little bit of what you have on your mind today.
1: Well, I, I, I think, indeed, you, you said it clearly, these are uh, some challenging uh, and uh, tough times that we're facing uh, with this health pandemic, uh, global pandemic. Uh, it's nothing, nothing that I've seen in my uh, uh, less than 40 years of ministry, but 36 years plus of ministry, 35 years as an elder, uh, 12 years as a bishop. So th- these are uh, unusual times but we still serve a, an awesome and good god that has not changed uh, i like the introductory remarks to our baptismal covenant and uh, the uh, the covenant we use when we receive new members in the church or we do confirmation and the baptismal covenant 3 in our in our hymnal it says the church is of god and will be preserved to the end of time uh so i i have no doubt that we will come out of this pandemic, uh, the church and our society and the, the global human family. Uh, and I believe, Brad, that, that there may be a, a, a spiritual and Christian revival uh, at the end of this tunnel. But right now, we're, people are, are dealing with real fear, real, real angst. And, and I think it's an important time for us to do, as Paul says in Galatians, to bear each other's burdens, and then that way we fulfill the law of Christ. So I think this is a time to lead, as one of my, our pastors said earlier today, uh, uh, lead with compassion, yes. not with complaints about what our government has or has not done, not with, uh, not with fear uh, that, that we will not have enough toilet paper or things essential needs, but to lead with compassion. Uh, And that means compassion for ourselves and our own families as well. Often we think that the church is uh, uh, is just solely concerned about others, but we have to also be concerned about our own families as well as those who who would be our neighbors.
0: Absolutely. We can't take care of others unless we're taking care of our own uh, selves as well. And self-care is so so important. And you mentioned in your uh, comments there about what the scriptures say about bear one another's burdens. So let's talk for a little bit about how we're going to do that. You know, we had an unprecedented situation this past Sunday, March 22, when, I am assuming the vast majority of United Methodist churches in Indiana and vast majority of houses of worship throughout the world were not open. And part of how we do bear one another's burdens is to be together in fellowship. And we had to be apart part the, on that, that day. And, and you've uh, issued a request that we be apart for several more weeks, which would go up to including uh, Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. This is a challenge uh, Bishop uh, How do you think we can be the church and bear one another's burdens in some pragmatic, practical ways when we are kept apart from our physical fellowship?
1: Well, I've already experienced it in ways that I never anticipated. That's being on Zoom calls with uh, the most recent Zoom call had 60-something people on the call. A pastor shared with me earlier that they had a Sunday school class that met last Sunday, and the class is made up of persons over 70 years old, they, there were some few glitches, but they had some younger persons who were helping to navigate them, have their Sunday school class online. Uh, so there are ways in which we can be together. Uh, my, my daughter, who's uh, our daughter, who's in Virginia, who's a nurse, uh, they, they did not have physical worship service. But she said the pastor called every single family uh, in the congregation to check on them. Now they have a church of less than 130 members. Uh, So every church couldn't do that. But there is such a thing as really reaching out to one another uh, via telephone and now using the various platforms to stay connected. Uh, Yesterday, Sunday, I watched a former uh, colleague of mine who was doing a church service in Ohio. So we've had a number of people who said they had people connecting with their services uh, from outside of Indiana. Uh, And I know this is kind of counterintuitive for us. We've been focusing on being more missional and outwardly uh, uh directed as a as a denomination and in, in Indiana, and now we're being told that we really need to distance ourselves so this really kind of goes against our natural tendencies uh tendency as Christians to gather because part of our identity is in our gathering uh, but we used to you remember the song we learned as children you know the church is not the steeple. Uh, but the mm. church are, uh, are really the people, so we are really learning on on uh, in real time what it means for us to be uh, be the church and and to experience community when we've been separate when we will be separated maybe for some extended period of time
0: yeah, because what you're sharing with with uh with me and with our listeners is that we may be uh, Having to hold one another physical distance, but it doesn't mean we have to be disconnected. We are connectional people, and we just got to find, be creative about our connecting and be, uh, go deeper in our own spiritual realm as well as go innovative in how we connect with one another. Uh, yes, uh,
1: that's, that's true. Yesterday, I got a call uh, from, uh, from someone outside of the state of Indiana who said, Well, I wasn't able to go to church, but can we have prayer over the phone? And so I was able to pray with someone over the phone. Uh, uh, And one of the things that I do not want us to experience is translating this uh, social distancing into social isolation or spiritual isolation. We don't want to Mm -hmm. be isolated spiritually. And we certainly don't want to be disconnected from uh, those who are maybe most vulnerable uh, to the coronavirus uh right
0: now. Yeah. Well speaking of vulnerability, and we know that there's a lot of tenderness that is happening and a lot of um people who are uh, needing to hear some practical direction. And so we've had some direction from the conference office and from the national church. Uh and, of course, from uh, health officials and government officials uh, about what's going on. But how would you characterize the United Methodist response to this, uh, to this coronavirus pandemic?
1: I, I think we are naturally uh, set up in a way that uh, translates us into continuing to be connected. Some people uh, uh, don't celebrate the word connection uh, because they 's often interpreted uh, probably without a lot of passion or enthusiasm, but i 've already been on several zoom calls simply because we are all connected in the same conference in this uh by district uh, by cluster groups by lectionary study groups or, or sometimes we may be in particular communities in uh clergy associations uh so I think we need to continue to take advantage of that connection. Uh, we have a number of resources that come out of our General Church discipleship resources, uh, worship resources that are available. Some best practice practices around how do we sustain the mission of the church over the long haul when we're not meeting on a regular basis? Uh, mm-hmm. For example, online giving, uh, and again, uh, so I think the United Methodist response. Uh, has been one to really to affirm and to take advantage of what it means to be connected to resources and to have an identity that is not solely uh, based upon an individual congregation. Each local church with four members or 400 members or a thousand members is connected to other United Methodist churches. And we're not just uh, connected by our denomination. I think we're part of the faith, overall faith community, it's trying to be creative, Brad, in responding at this at this difficult time. And yes, again, I, wanna, I can't overemphasize it. I think this is a time for us to lead and to serve with compassion.
0: Yes, lead and serve with compassion, and certainly we've seen other faith leaders from other uh, walks in faith. I saw a Catholic Cardinal on television this morning speaking to this uh, matter and and about uh, how we need to be, we're on this uh, together, and so we need to move in this together. And yet, one of the things you mentioned there is about how some people are being creative and how they worship and how they do online giving and other things like that. This might be a time when we can do a little uh, crowdsourcing, crowd learning, because about how we can uh, learn from one another. You know, uh, I how to do online worship, for instance. Not everyone's versed on how to do that. And maybe we could learn from one another and uh, put some resources out there and that uh, can be out Absolutely. there yeah, you know, and just have the interaction that 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 kind of way bishop uh, one of the things I love about you and you have there is two fra- two words that describe you, and you sign off on all your letters this way and other things is the two words to be encouraged be encouraged, love that about you, and yet I know that in this process there are some people who are discouraged yeah. what are some um, things we can do either from what you can share or what we as a church can do to be an encourager in a discouraging time
1: i think one of the things we can do brad is to be honest to be honest about our own discouragement our own angst our own anxiety our own fear uh, rather than deny it uh, or pretend that it doesn't exist uh, I think people can people can journey better if they understand that they're they're not journeying taking this journey alone, so the twenty third psalm is certainly appropriate for us at this time that when we say that the Lord is our shepherd and, and even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't do that alone uh, uh, so I think my ministry of encouragement is predicated on first and foremost being honest about how we feel. Sometimes I'm discouraged, uh, and I get encouragement. I get a a note card from a local church that says, Bishop, you're on our prayer list. And I keep those cards, and I said, you know, I've never been to this church. Uh, So people need to know that uh, that they matter. You've heard the old saying, Brad, I've heard you say it probably too. You know, people want to know that you care before they Mm. care how much you know.
0: That's right. But That's my right.
1: mission statement, which is to encourage all people with the love of Jesus Christ to rise to their highest potential, uh, there are a lot of key words in that that brief statement. One is all, all yes. people, uh, yes. and the other one is that uh, with the love of Jesus Christ. I don't think there there's a there's not a shortage of information. Uh, we've been getting information. We've been told we we're getting data about how to. Uh, virus is spreading, uh, uh, about how we can try to flatten the curve somewhat, how we can support our, our first-line uh, uh, health care workers, but I think people may not be getting enough of love uh, love communicated, and I think that's one of the roles that we can play as a church, and certainly I can play as a uh, one of the roles that I can serve as a bishop uh, in Indiana.
0: You touched on something that I am encouraging my folks to do, and I just I believe it's important. You said you got a note from a, someone you didn't really know, or from a church you hadn't mm-hmm. uh, attended, and how that was encouragement to you. And I just think as we go along, let's not only say we're going to be um, encouraging, let's let people know. Let's uh-huh. be let us let them know through every means possible through a note or a card, through a Facebook post, through uh, a Twitter uh, DM, or through a podcast like we're doing here or YouTube videos like we may be doing, be encouraged and show ourselves, you know, by voice and by uh, other, other means to encourage one another. That's part of the uh, a discipline then here to be as an encourager. And, but I would like, I think this is also an opportunity Bishop for us to go deeper spiritually and introspectively. And maybe this is a kind maybe God in a way is helping us to push the pause button on the uh, distractions of our world and of our life to go home and be at peace or to be uh, on our own. What are some spiritual disciplines that you think are important that we can employ either uh, personally or perhaps interpersonally that we can make good use of our uh, time and opportunity before us?
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the spiritual disciplines that we may be, um, uh, don't take advantage of is is, is quiet uh, time quiet time some call it time for meditation uh, but uh, not not just uh, the this discipline of prayer but the discipline of actually being still psalm 46 you know god God through the psalmist says be still and know that I am God I think that's a discipline we we've been given a gift if you will by being told that we need to stay home or stay stay in place. And we shouldn't necessarily fill our minds and times thinking of what all, all that we can worry about. Maybe this is a time we can be still uh, and, and let God speak to our hearts, calm our focus on our deep breathing as a spiritual discipline, uh, and uh, certainly give time to the discipline of prayer.
0: Yeah quiet stillness deep breathing all those are important disciplines i i believe and we're given in a way a gift an opportunity at least that we can either you know we choose whether we're going to be uh to be you know going to often a dark place or we're going to live as children of of the light and reflect that to others and so that's uh, that's awesome news there wanted to ask you about just one or two other things in regarding to how we move forward here uh But I just want us to um, think about this process that we go through of how we can choose whether we're going to come come out of this. You know, there are some people who believe that this is apocalyptic in nature of what's going on here. And Mm -hmm. I just wonder if there's any scriptures or anything that you want to say kind of from a theological perspective about what we're going through here that, that might be helpful to us.
1: Well, one of my favorites is an Old Testament scripture, Nahum, from the book of Nahum. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. So that's that's affirmed throughout the Old and New Testament that God is good, but also God is a stronghold in the time of trouble, and this is a time of trouble. Of course, Jesus says plainly to the disciples uh, and to us, uh, that in this world you, you will have troubles. Some translations say, tr- "Think the King James says tribulations." You will have troubles, but fret not, for I have overcome this world. I don't think we're facing the end of time. I think we're facing uh, uh, a once, maybe every 100-year pandemic uh, that is going to challenge us, but we will rebound from that. Uh, the The healthcare system will rebound. Uh, Airlines where we're bound and, and I believe there will be a revival in, in our churches as a result of us coming through this storm. Some people have been facing health pandemics year round. We're just not used to that here. you know uh, I've traveled to Africa numerous times and I know in some communities uh, daily uh, daily uh, uh, angst and anxiety about whether they will have enough food or shelter whether they will be displaced is a, is a daily reality. Now with this virus, and I think we will eventually, uh, uh, the scientists will, and, and, and the medical professional will eventually be able to get ahead of it in the sense of finding a vaccination or treatments that are effective. But the devastation and the disruption is something that we will have to come out of. We will have to rebound from. And I fully expect that we will, and we'll probably do it better if we pay attention to our spiritual disciplines. And again, we care for one another with compassion and consistent, uh, as you said, a consistent sense of communicating with one another, uh, using every uh, means uh, at our disposal.
0: Well, that's... uh... You're giving us a word of hope there, a word of hope that I think we need to hear. That's an encouraging word, a word of hope that we will get through this, but we're not going to get through this without being changed dramatically. Absolutely. And let's, and, uh, and let's us choose to get uh, better and not get bitter and to uh, move forward in faith over fear. And that's a, a thing that we, that we can, can do. I want to, you said about communicating consistently and what you and I have talked about doing a consistent uh, podcast and other means of communication on a regular basis we're going to call it be encouraged by the bishop so at least on a weekly basis for the next uh, number of weeks we plan on uh, p- providing this means of communication and and then uh, I think that's going to be a good thing and then but also there might be an opportunity for folks to connect up with you and maybe ask you a question that we can do so I just wanted to Mentioned to our listeners that you're going to make yourself available to field some questions from time to time, and you can email those uh, questions to Serena Acker, that's S-E-R-E-N-A dot Acker, A-C-K-E-R at I-N-U-M-C dot org, or to me, Brad.Miller at I-N-U-M-C dot org, and we can field those with our bishop here, who has been so gracious enough to spend some time with us uh, today in the midst of incredibly challenging times, and And Bishop, if you will, I would just like to uh, ask you as our Episcopal leader, as our pastor, as our leader, as our spiritual guide, if you would, if you would uh, lift up a prayer for all the folks who are connected by this and all our United Methodist Churches in in Indiana and beyond, and maybe particularly for healthcare workers who are under the gun right right now and our pastors, would you mind lifting up a prayer for us at this time?
1: I'd, I'd be honored to do that at this time. Lord God, we... Thank you for your capacity to care for, care for us when we cannot see our way forward. Oh Lord, we ask that you would bless those healthcare workers who are on the front lines of this coronavirus pandemic uh, globally. Oh Lord, we ask that you would continue to allow us to feel compassion and to share compassion, to feel love and to share love, to feel grace and to share grace. Oh, God, we thank you for the days which are before us, and we know, O oh Lord, that you will see us through this dark valley right now until we can see the light and we can give glory to you. We pray for those who've been stricken with this uh, uh, coronavirus illness and those who are hospitalized. We pray for those who are working in the medical field and scientists even right now who are doing research around ways in which we can fight this pandemic. We thank you for those of us who are connected through the Christian community, and maybe persons who don't know Christ, but need a word of encouragement, Lord. We ask that they recognize, oh God, that you love them and that they are loved and that their lives matter more than words can explain. We thank you for this day and for tomorrow and for the day after tomorrow. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus Christ for those who will hear this message and those that will share the message. Amen.
0: Amen. I want to thank Bishop Julius Trimble so much for offering some encouraging words to us today on being encouraged by the bishop. Just wanted to touch on a couple of things that the bishop mentioned that I just think are worth lifting up. He mentioned our connection to our baptismal covenant, that the churches of God will be preserved until the end of time. No matter what we're going through, we will get through this. But it's so important to bear each other's burdens and to do that with compassion and not complaint. He talked about even though we have social distance in our churches, and our lives, we don't need to have social isolation. And we need to work so hard at caring for ourselves, our spiritual life, with our personal lives and our families as well, and protect our health. We talked about some innovative ways of connecting with other folks through Zoom calls, through innovative worship, through uh, phone calling. Uh, We talked about crowdsourcing things like uh, 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 online worship and pastoral care ideas. We can talk about that as well. But he really talked about being encouraged by being honest about the situation we're in, that we're not going through this journey alone, and that the 23rd Psalm is an important scripture, as was Psalm 46, be still to know that I am God, as well as the words of Jesus to say, fret not, I have come to overcome the world. We're going to continue our conversation with, with the Bishop each Tuesday for the next several weeks here on the United Methodist People Podcast. You can always catch us here at unitedmethodistpodcast.com or on facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast. We're also on iTunes and on Twitcher. Those are some places you can find us, and we may be soon on YouTube. This is the bishop's effort to reach out to all of us, to encourage us. But I really want to encourage you to be an encourager to the bishop and to other folks as well, other clergy, other people you know in ministry reach out to the bishop, send him a card or a letter or an encouraging email or a post. Do that with some of your other local clergy as well. Maybe we can use this time in order to be an encourager to one another and also to give each other practical tips and advice. For instance, if you'd like to use our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast as a place to uh, connect up and share good ideas for innovative worship, or for online worship, or for pastoral care ideas. That's a good place to do that. Let's be in conversation with one another, and our Facebook page is one place that you can do that. Bishop Trimble is looking to hear from you on a regular basis. i would like to respond to some of your questions. If you'd like to email uh, the bishop to have him respond to a question, you- our uh, Director of Communications is Serena Acker, and her email is serena.acker, S-E-R-E-N-A dot Acker, a c K-E-R at I-N-U-M-C Or you can contact me as well, brad.muller at I-N-U-M-C and the bishop will respond. We do have show notes at our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com. There you can find links to all the things we've been talking about here, as well as some addresses and other helpful resources for you there. We're here for you for you. The purpose of the United Methodist People podcast is is to make this strong connection through conversation and commentary in the United Methodist Church in order to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I leave you now with these encouraging words from John Wesley. Do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can in all the places you can at all the times you can
2: to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People Podcast with Rev. Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People Podcast on the web at united. MethodistPodcast.com and connectedfacebook.com slash United Methodist Podcast. And always do all the good you can.